Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Chaser. I hope you're ready to get down and get dirty. We talk about the things you need to hear. The world is never as it seems. Here we seek the truth within a world of lies. This is American culture, corruption, and conspiracy. Buckle up. The end is nigh. The end is extremely nigh. Head for the high ground, abandon ship, loot the grocery stores, stock your shelves, load your guns. It is time to overthrow the American government. The American people can take no more. Of course, that's what I would be saying if I was transported here from just a few years ago, say 2019, or any other year for that matter besides the last three years. It's truly amazing how much the American people can take, how much heat we can take when the temperature is risen in just tiny little increments. I didn't get much sleep last night, admittedly. I have two dogs and two cats that do the work of six. Um, two dogs that have no bedside manner. What you are hearing is not actually my actually my voice. Um, it's just gases escaping from my dead, rotting corpse. <clears throat> um, and uh, basically, this is American culture, corruption, and conspiracy. I love the news cycle. We have a fantastic docket this evening. You know why I love the news? Because I love what happens. I love watching what happens on the television and the profound effect that it has on the American public. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benjamin Geno. Welcome to No Chaser. We got a live one for you tonight. Before we take one step further, first of all, shout out to our executive producer, Daniel, our technical advisor in-house, who shall remain nameless. And last but not least, my favorite, the co-host, the star of the show. She is just stunning. She needs no introduction. Her name is Chase. Chase, my love, how are you? Hello, hello. Doing great. You know, just another day in the life of a potentially communist society. You know, as we plummet into God even knows what, what, what where we're being led to right now. I mean, it's baffling every single day. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at all, actually. It's just, you know, you're becoming numb to all, all of it. Uh, this past week was pretty interesting. Lots of, like, distractions, question mark, or and or just maybe a ton of news. Some emphasized more than others, suspiciously. But yeah, it's been a day. I also did not get that much sleep. Um, we had, no, that was two nights ago. Two no, nights in a row. it's been thunderstorming the past couple of weeks, yeah, the past couple the, of nights. And, and we have some uh, chicken dogs right? Chicken dogs. Chicken dogs. Yes. We have two German shepherds. We have which, a 110 pound German shepherd. If and you're a, a dog person, you know that every German shepherd is in reality a the, big the, the baby. police dogs, yo. A big baby, right? So they were shaking in bed all night. So yeah, that's, that's been a... Uh, and two cats that also are just naughty. Or naughty. Really, you know, what, naughty you know cats. What, um, <laughs> America is in a downward spiral. And it's sad to say, you know, I, I don't want to come on this microphone and just be doom and gloom. But what's going on on this planet and, and on the planet and in our own country? Like I said, the amount of abuse that the American spirit can take is it's shocking. So people say, you know, when do we say is en enough is enough? When is enough enough? And the answer is obviously never. Never <laughs> is going to be enough. Never. It's, we're, not, we're never going to be like, all right, that's it. That's the line in the sand. I'm done. Now it's time to like do what? Okay. Enough is enough, right? 
when you raise the temperature in tiny little increments, I was just about you to say, shocked how much people can actually take. I was just about to say, I hate to be the dead horse. And I know that we say this and use this analogy all the time, but if you put a frog in lukewarm water and you turn the heat up, and it's the temperature slowly and slowly increases, and their body slowly slowly adjusts, they will stay in that water until it dies, right? And that's all strategic, right? Because you know, if you put that frog in boiling hot water and you just threw it in, it would jump right out. Be like, boing, I'm out of here. Or it would start screaming and die. Well, you know, either way. But it I'm would just take saying, up arms. That's why the media, the government, all these institutions, all these systems that run the world, mm-hmm. run our nation, don't do that. They don't just throw us in boiling hot water because then we actually have something to actually unite over and t- take action over. No, no, no. They're way smarter than that. They just slowly increase the heat. So um, that's really difficult. How do you decide when to jump? And, uh, you know, it's almost blinding to, to the to the average individual. You know, I was just talking to a friend earlier on the phone. And it was right before this podcast. And I was like, she's not involved in politics, doesn't care about conspiracies, corruption, none of that. It's just, you know, one of those people who just lives life. So I like to ask those types of people, like, hey, have you heard anything in from the news or anything in political conspiratorial anything at all because i like to get some sort of like a sense an idea of what the average person is being exposed to on a day-to-day basis who doesn't seek out this type of information and uh, she was like no not really i mean i saw something about a submarine but other than that that's it (laughs) you know yeah and i wasn't shocked by that because this you know a lot of my friends, they literally like avoid politics like the plague. Um, but it just, that's shocking because if, <laughs> if I were to imagine that, I'd be like, what do you do all day? What do you think about? What do you, what do you, you know, what do you do? But we all were there at one point. We had the blue pill, but I, f- I forgot where I was going with that. It was just more so trying to gauge what the average American you know how invested they are well, again the average american is not invested at all the average american just looks at the, at the price of gas at the crime in their areas the cost of things i mean um so i do the grocery shopping around here right they're right and <laughs> you went to the grocery store with me the other day mm-hmm. and you couldn't believe the prices of these things i mean people who shop for like a family of four or five my heart goes out to you this is insane i've never i mean look we have uh the LGBTQ community rages on what I call gay rage at this point, right? <laughs> so they they attached a, at some point. I don't know when it was. Must have been during the Obama administration. They attached a Q at the end of the LGB. So okay, well, LGB is what lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or transsexual, transgender, not transsexual, transgender queer or questioning whatever the f that means and then i what is the i intersex and there used intersex. to be an a and but they no, the they dropped a. the a hey no, no I, the, I think it's still there i googled no, it earlier today it's been, asexual all the, i have it written down right here this is what's her name today. what's her name the uh, the freaking um woman who answers the questions what oh my gosh Jean, yeah. Karine Jean Pierre. Yeah, well, what's her, uh, what's her, what's her position? The White House press secretary. Yeah, thank press you. Sec. Oh my gosh. Press sec. Wow. At press sec. Yeah. Yo, press sec. She's hilarious. Uh, 
she even like tweets. There's just I. Even the president, they just use I. Even Kamala Harris, they just use I. They, like they drop the A. They drop the A really? for whatever reasons. Who knows what type of discussion? I didn't even know the I was formal now. But anyway, lesbian, gay, bisexual, what the hell ever, right? So Matthew chapter 18, verse 5 and 6, I think. Verse 5 and 6, chapter 18, yeah. It says that basically children, God loves children. They're innocent, right? If you attack one of these children or if you cause one of these children to sin or to stumble, depending on which denomination or version of the Bible you read, if you cause one of these children to stray away from the Lord, it is better that you hang a rock around your neck and drown in the depths of the sea. That's scripture right there from the gospel. The holy gospel says that. So why are they targeting children? I mean, we ha- so a f- couple weeks ago, I said that, oh, the, you know, the pride thing is kind of dying down. I'm not seeing a lot of it. I was wrong. They was just I wasn't seeing started. a lot of it because I wasn't on the internet. So you pull up the internet, you see viewer discretion advised. The next several minutes will be not rated for children. So if you go on the internet, you see dicks swinging everywhere. There are nude men Men in their underwear, men in thongs, twerking. There was like this, like a nudist, like fountain sort of party going on or something like that. I send you all this stuff. Anytime I see it, I send it to you. And I'm like, seen it. And um, yeah, literally completely ass naked and debauchery in front of children. Now, first of all, the parents that bring their kids to this. First of all, what the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with these? I don't even know what to say about the parenting. But the people that are here, the people that are naked in front of the children, first of all, public indecency is a thing. Like, you're supposed to be, like, not allowed to be naked in public, right? Supposed to be supposed to catch a charge. If I go to me, right-wing, blue-collar Ben, goes and takes a piss on a playground in the middle of the night because he had a couple of beards outside of a bar, guess what? I'm catching a charge and for the rest of my life I'm being labeled as some kind of weird creeper, right? You're going to be on the list. Right. But one of these people, not, not that that happened... For the record, but I'm just giving an example. Yeah. But one of these creeps, ass naked, literally dick swinging in front of a mob of children with their parents present. Cheering it on. And it's just like, whatever, pride. This is pride, right? So pride apparently just means, um, you know, you, you, you are, you, 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 you take, take part in debauchery. You are a sexual deviant. And anything sexual is like what you're taking pride in. And that includes children, apparently. So I've said before, I'll say it again. I don't care what your kink is, as long as it's not kids and you keep it away from kids. Um, so that's where we are. And the there is a pedophilic uh, agenda going on. But you, look, you, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, I do. Well, well, first I wanted to just read the like Matthew's, Matthew's 5 to 6. Five Matthew to six. 18. Yeah, Matthew's eighteen. Matthew eighteen five to six. Um, we'll do the NIV version. Okay, so and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, causing to stumble. Well, if okay, anyone so, causes whoa, 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 whoa. some context, the uh, disciples were asking. You know, there was a I think there was a child present, and the disciples were asking Jesus, like, how do, how do you want us to be? Like, how how should we behave? Like through our lives. And there happened to be a child present. And Jesus took this child. 
Okay. And said, go on. I'll start. Okay. So, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So... Something I kind of wanted to say about this, it's funny because I was kind of talking about this with another friend, a different friend, someone that I kind of reconnected with um, from what, 12 years ago, high school. We went and got lunch and we were kind of talking about loss of innocence, right? So that that kind of ind- indicates to me, you know, when you're corrupting a child, right? When you're cor- When you're exposing them to sexuality, hypersexuality, like way too young, they still, they still have innocence. Every child is born with innocence, right? So, in my, in my opinion, if I were to like simplify becoming adult, it's just like a slowly chiseling away at your innocence, slowly chiseling away. And life can do that to you as well. It's not just even, it's not even just people that could do it to you. Like, you know, you lose your innocence and you become hardened when you know you lose a loved one, right? Mm-hmm. Or when you. Like if someone, if, if you were to be raped or, you know, you just, you just get exposed to some sort of evil within this world. Something evil is, a, you know, exposing a child who is nowhere near, should never be sexualized, who still has their innocence and exposing them and you specifically taking away that in- innocence rather than it just being nature and, and love, like falling in love first and then having it go the way that God intended. So I just, it, you just sparked my memory to that conversation because it's kind of interesting because, you know, um, I wonder if the, the Bible talks about life chiseling away innocence. I mean, you know, obviously when, if you're, if you're raped or, or assaulted or in any way, that's somebody di- directly taking away innocence. But so is being exposed to these pride parades and what goes on there. I don't think people know the extent to it a lot of people you know don't attend these pride parades obviously and don't bring their children to it but the people that do are subjecting these children to to that slow chiseling away of their their to child's innocence. they will never forget and will scar them for life yeah so um, but you expose them to a reality that they never knew existed it's like you know you're born in this bubble of safety and then all of a well, sudden, when you say like this reality you. they never knew existed, you kind of pin it in a way that's kind of romanticizing it. They, what they do is, is they are exposed to something they were not quite ready for. They weren't quite ready to yeah. know existed. So I remember the very first time I saw a por- pornographic image. I yeah. remember the moment, right? I yep. don't know. I think probably 11 or 12, maybe 10. I don't know. I was young. And I was at my cousin's house. My cousin was uh, maybe like a year, year and a half older than me. Um, and they grew up in a, a little rougher neighborhood than I did. And admittedly, my cousin was probably a little more, I guess you could say, culturally seasoned than I was. <laughs> and he flips up this page from this magazine. And to this day, I don't even remember what it was, but it was a piece of anatomy I had never seen in my life. And it shocked. I didn't know what it was. It shocked me. It looked disgusting. The first time I ever saw a pornographic image, and it was like hardcore pornography, right? Yeah, it's a shock. Right. And... I, it, it sort of changed my vis- my view of like of a of like sex and romance and love and the human anatomy. It was it was it, when you expose a child to something they're not ready for, whether it be a horror movie or sexuality 
or just um you know like adult scenarios like like going through divorce when your kids are like eight or nine years old things that they don't quite understand their minds aren't ready for that it changes no. them it, it 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 for lack of a better description it fucks them up and it can fuck them up for the rest of their lives i it literally so okay not don't even make fun of me for this because it's it's not even funny but the first time that i was like exposed to a pornographic image it was porn okay and uh, I had a physiological response. My body literally, I was, I was FaceTiming this guy who I had a crush on. What, I'm like seventh, seventh grade, so I'm like, what, 12? Like, or six, sixth or seventh grade, you so I'm like 12. You had a crush on somebody that wasn't me? I did, actually. Don't even, don't even begin. <laughs> Stop the recording. <clears throat> We're out of here. We're done. Wrap up the podcast. Go on. Please. Continue. We're breaking up. Continue. In. Um, and we were Skyping. That's tbt skype right TB, and she says throwback tbt to yeah. skyping you know skyping wasn't invented until i was like 15 yeah whatever throwback thursday okay, um and you can screen share at that point so we screen shared he's like here screen share with me really quick <laughs> Ew, what a pervert 100 percent. and i'm like okay i accept it and it's porn i've never seen anything like that in my entire life i didn't you know i didn't even know how like babies were made at that point i didn't put two and two together uh and I immediately shut the laptop. My whole entire body starts shaking. I ran down the stairs. And I literally threw up in my bathroom. I literally threw up in the toilet. I had such a physiological like shock response my, that my body was physically ill hmm. from what I had seen. That it was like a huge leap, right? And with the ex- like, you know, all these kids have this, their cell phones in their hands, their iPads, their their computers. All of this accessible and to be exposed in such a drastic way has an effect. It one The fact that my body even had an effect, that's insane. It's not just my mind. It's not just emotional. It's not, not just mental. I actually had a physical negative response. So imagine what is happening to an entire generation of people where this is normalized, where they're exposed to such shock. And it's like, oh, you're, you should be okay with this. This is normal. This is normal. What's that generation going to look like? What do the brains look like? Like, how are they trying to process this in their own mind? You have an entire generation of, of children, literally children, like 10, 11, 12 years old that are growing up where porn, or, porn is normalized. This porn. book is gay. Teaches you, like, encourages porn and um, teaches kids how to use grinder and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It promotes hookup culture, which ho- hookup culture has it, it's demoralizing. so many repercussions. It's embarrassing, and it's, uh, it, it creates, um, what do they call it, depression and anxiety in children or, or in anybody. Yeah, loss of purpose. This is not good. Like to go from partner to partner. Back like, to uh, Matthew 18, 5, 6, and 7, I believe, which you read. 5 and 6. If you believe in the United States Constitution and you believe in your creator, you believe in Jesus Christ, you have signed an unwritten contract to protect children, not just your own children, but all children at large from the evils of the world. And you as an adult understand the evils of the world and the potential therein. The children do not. So there are exactly two reasons that the left and the Democratic Party and the state. And, the, and it's, it's not it's not exclusive to the Democrats. There's a reason they target children. Two reasons. Number one. Children's minds are very malleable, 
If you can corrupt a child's mind at a young enough age, you can corrupt their mind for life. You will create a leftist for life, a victim for life, a, a, a subservient to the state for life. You will create somebody who is dependent on the state and looks to the state for answers for the rest of their lives. Number two, a bigger reason, a reason that's more conspiratorial, if you will. Maybe people won't even believe this or they'll roll their eyes at this, right? Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. There's a song, right? It's because God does love children. They're innocent. Mm -hmm. Hence the scripture. Because God loves children and because of children's innocence, because of their purity, the left and the devil and the democratic state of affairs specifically targets children because it is a mockery. It is a slap in the face to Christians everywhere, to God himself. Target the children, bastardize and destroy anything that they hold valuable or sacred. Pervert it in any way that you can. Demoralize them. And that is the purpose of why they target children. You have UCLA Berkeley students on campus arguing for the abolishment of the uh, abolishing the age of consent. Mm -hmm. And not just like holding up a sign, like literally articulating their argument as to why they should destroy the age of consent. So who who else was? uh, So I'm going to throw it back at you because one of uh, Ben's favorite. What is he? A producer? You're talking about Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. All right, let's go here. I had to shatter his heart because he loves Quentin Tarantino. Who doesn't movies? love Quentin Tarantino for the record? Well, you know, I don't know if maybe it's just me. Or I don't know who, how many people know who that is. But, uh, you know, he's a big Hollywood guy. What? So the fact that you said that everybody knows who Quentin Tarantino is. You don't watch movies. It sounds like you have confirmation bias. It sounds like That's you talk no, no, to people continue. Please. who watch that movie. You know what I mean? Birds you're, of a Feather. You're telling the story as if we stuff. disagree in some way, but please continue. Anyway. I had to shatter Ben's heart, and I was like, because... I had seen the interview. I already know about this. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You were like, dang. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I showed it to you not too long ago. Please and you were like, continue damn. the story. Well, you know, he's in the interview, and he's basically talking... I am he's not being, upset. He's, <laughs> he's being questioned about some, like, something that happened. There was, I think it was a Harvey Weinstein situation. Oh, Yeah. It was Harvey. Harvey Weinstein was like soliciting some younger. I, I don't know if it was Harvey Weinstein. It was some incidents of Hollywood pedophilia. Yeah. Some producer or something. Some Hollywood. Pretty sure it was, it was Harvey. Anyway. Was soliciting. Can I, can I tell a story? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell? Go ahead. You sure? Yes. Hear it. All right. Fine. So some. I don't know what it was. Like a vice interview of Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino was telling a story. I, it must have been Harvey Weinstein. About Har- everybody knows what happens in Hollywood. Everybody knew about Harvey Weinstein, but nobody was like saying anything. Which you know. Anyway, he was talking about how Harvey Weinstein was solip. I think Harvey Weinstein was solip- soliciting some like thirteen-year-old girl to like drink with him and do drugs and have sex and was like dance. I mean, dressing all like sexual and stuff. So Tarantino was saying. The girl, the girl wanted this. Yep. She knew what she was doing. She wanted to be sexy. She wanted to do the drugs. She wanted to have the sex and stuff like that. And it's, and I, I think some the the uh, interviewer even pushed him to like, don't you think that's kind of wrong or like don't you think something's wrong with that? And Tarantino went on to like be like, he doubled down. Be like that's what she wanted. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, like she, she wanted w- this. She was you know, uh. Uh, invoking it she was dancing she was dressing this way she was participating she was encouraging it she was the one asking for it you know and he's like and i don't think anything's wrong with that 
There's nothing wrong with that. Did he say that really? Did he say I don't think anything's wrong with that? I don't think he said that. More or less, he was. No bit, way. I'll find the direct quote. Technical advisor, please write that down because we'll definitely. No, we need uh, to find that before this podcast. Okay, is yeah, over. yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, what is it? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interview. But um. Yeah. So the the point being, Tarantino. I don't think Tarantino was defending Harvey Weinstein preying on thirteen year old girls. I think he was justifying that, like, look, it's hard to defend. I'm not going to lie. I, I listen to that quietly. Yeah, listen, tell us what yeah, you find. Yeah, tell us what you find. Uh, Technical advice. I have. I love um, the iPhone um, photo app because you can just. I, I save a million things. I screenshot a million things, and you go in the search bar and you search a certain word, and then boom, every like screenshot that I have pops right up. So I just searched Tarantino, and boom, the interview pops right up. Ugh great uh great feature but uh yeah you are we're living in an ugly world and so many people people don't realize so many people don't think that sex trafficking is a thing child sex they think that's a thing of the of the past they don't think it exists a thing of the past yes what are you past before first of all i was one of those people before 2020 i was like sex trafficking sex does trafficking? not happen happen no, why would I think about that what, ever? When in the past? When, when I don't know, like the the weird stage before police and stuff like that, you know, before the FBI and all that. When I was living in a blue pilled world, Spanish Inquisition, the Dark Ages, yeah, like the the Native Americans. As long and as stuff there like have that. been humans, there, or, have been, you know, there has been human prohibition. You know, I don't even know. Totally oh yeah, see there, there, Quint, uh, Quentin, European interview. Tarantino. Like, yeah. He did not say that. He did not say there's something wrong with it. Yeah, Play did, it again. No, Play that for me right now. Did he say that? Like, give me a direct quote. There's no I way. Have, oh, I don't have a password. Okay, you know what? Here, I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the interview. How about that? How about that? Anytime a person's 13 and an adult has sex with them, I believe that's rape. Look, okay, I don't believe that's rape. I believe it's against the law. Right. All right. I believe it's rape. I don't believe this right. I mean, not at 13. Not, not for these 13-year-old party girls. Oh, my Really? 13-year-old <laughs> party girls. What is that? She was guilty of having sex with a minor. All right. That she didn't want to have. No, that was not the case at all. She wanted to have it. Well, and dated, the dated, dated the guy. Dated the guy. And, and the guy. And, she was 13. And found out. Well, and by the way, we're talking about America's morals. We're not talking about the morals in Europe and everything. Oh. All right. Uh, Wait a second. Morals in Europe, morals in China. With a 13-year-old year old girl and you're a grown man uh -huh. you know that that's wrong because oh, no, she's giving her booze and, and I'm, not talking, I'm not look she was down with it oh you're oh. crazy all this not being with a 13 year old well, yeah, get a woman your own age. he likes girls that he, 13 likes year babies. Old, hold on, hold on. he likes babies that damn right you can't tell me that that is not repulsive. I know that you agree with no, me. No, it, it is. But it's just like. So the, I think that's the difference between a rape charge and a statutory rape charge. Like, you know, convince. What were you looking at me like that for? No, go ahead. Continue. Convincing an underage person to have sex with you, a, a, a child to have sex with you, is different than mugging a woman on the street and forcing your penis into her. Let me Let me tell you a story. So a man that I really uh, look up to, a mentor of mine. Sure. He's had a million life experiences, lived a million different lives. Like, like he's just like uh, put himself in so many interesting life experiences, right? So he was on a mission trip. 
he was on a mission trip and you know it was the native he was with uh, the Native Americans on a on a reservation, right? right? So they all had their tents propped up. They were all camping out and whatnot. Obviously, he had his own tent. He was the one that was supervising. And uh, he was kind to one of the Native children. Just kind to her, gave her food, like, you know. Sure. Whatnot. Go on. He comes in. She comes into his tent. He's like, what are you? Whoa. Like, you can't just come into my tent, little girl. Like, Right. And she's all like smiley. She crawls over to, I'm talking like child. I'm talking like maybe 10, maybe okay. younger. He starts crawling to her. He's, and he's just, she's like, no, like you were so kind to me. Like, thank you so much. Like, thank you for the food or in the, in the clothing and like touches his leg and, and like, you know, starts like crawling up and he's like, Oh, he's like stands up. He jumps up. He's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm here. She's like, I'm here to thank you. Right. No, yeah. I, I know where you're going with this, yeah. And he is disgusted, shocked. Like, I mean, that's the response that you should have when you're dealing with a, a, a child like that. 13 years old is a child. Sure. That's the response that you should have. You shouldn't be like, oh, she's just a party girl. She's just into it. She wanted it. Yeah, okay. She and was the one I, crawling up on me, trying to undo my belt. No! obviously obviously i know that i i i'm not i'm not going against you i'm kind of going i'm i'm basically trying to speak to quentin tarantino right now not you okay so don't take offense to that no i'm and what i was saying is that there is a difference between like a the violent act of raping somebody versus statutory rape Do do you understand the difference yeah the difference is the child was groomed yes exactly I'm not saying it's an. I mean, and it's. It was a slow process. It was are, a frog. Different a frog crimes. in boiling water versus throwing the frog it, in the boiling water. It is water. a crime, but it's not. It's. I'm not saying it's right by any means, but I'm saying like, w- like one deserves a harsher punishment than the other, in my opinion. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Both, both in both cases, you should have your dick chopped off. Yeah, I mean, can we yeah. agree on that? We'll go into that another time because you've made me think of stuff. But yeah, this this is the this is what we're de- dealing with. So this is episode twenty five, right? Right, twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. So we have some exciting. I'm exci- I'm excited for what twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Three episodes from now. I'm so excited. Well, I won't we, give too much away. Planning. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. Because we'll, we're kind of like dipping so, into it look, a little bit. Oh, I'm so excited. A couple couple quick things, and we'll move on. Um, why they're attacking children because, you know, the devil loves to attack children because he wants to send, send an F you to God. Uh, Florida judge. This is courtesy of Victor Nieves. Shout out. We Shout know out. He probably doesn't listen, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, Florida federal judge appoint, appointed by Bill William Clinton now says that Medicaid must cover sexual transition and puberty blockers. So Medicaid, which is supposed to be like for medical emergencies. American tax dollars are funding the chemical castration of minors. That's one. In the state of Maryland, among others, I just saw this headline, but I know it's got to be true in at least Washington and California. Parents are not allowed to opt out in any way of the LGBT, the new uh, state-sponsored religion, which is the LGBTQ curriculum. Parents can't opt out of it. They can't say that you can't (laughs) talk to my kid about butthole sex. No, it's it's abuse. (laughs) 
It's abusive um, you opt out. What else we got here? I guess that's about it. They're dancing naked in front of kids. Oh, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. Yeah. They're chanting in the streets. They're not being secretive about their agenda anymore. They're literally shouting it in the streets. Um, but that's about enough. We got plenty to talk about. We got Putin. We got uh, neo-Nazis in Ukraine. We got this it. whole... We got uh, it. We got it. We're good. Relax. Wagner group thing. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. In New York, they're throwing pizza at the state... At the... Uh, yeah, that city hall. Did you see that? No. New Yorkers, they're throwing a the pizza. They're throwing the pies over the fence at the at the New York City it's, Hall. It's not a pie, but anyway. So around here, pizza is very different than what you would imagine. It's better. It's either flat crust and cut into squares, yeah. or it's deep dish, which is completely foreign to me. Yeah. Um, not anymore. Back where I come from, they cut it. It's, Not it's, no it's more. a circle, and they cut it, you know, like circle. But anyway, because the uh, New York government, the state government of New York, is saying that they are de- doing away, or they're trying to do away, they have to cut emissions from wood-fired. Hmm. What are you reading? What do you? What's, what's so interesting? No, go over ahead. There? Go ahead. No, I want to know what's so interesting. I just, well, I've, I had a, a thought. I like, uh. A, recoll- a recollection about um, the Yellowstone River train der- derailment, and I just wanted to follow up on it really quickly. Oh, yeah, not not another, right now. I, I saw another train with toxic chemicals derailed. In the Yellowstone anyway, River. So, yeah, go ahead. The, way, the war continues to be waged against um, you know, conventional ways of cooking things, which is strange. Um, they're trying to do away with wood-fired and some... Why? And other and other types of brick ovens. So I don't know, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure if any listeners out there are familiar with the uh, the concept of pizza and a brick oven pizza. So if you've ever had brick oven pizza, you know that it is the most fantastic pizza you'll ever have in your life. You take a pizza, it's raw. You throw it into this chamber. It's right next to the fire, and this pizza cooks at about a thousand degrees for a few minutes. And it comes out, it's literally smoking, it's (laughs) smoldering, and it is the most delicious pizza you will ever have in your life. In my opinion, maybe besides a deck oven, there is no other way to eat pizza. Meh. Meh? Meh. What do you mean, meh? Are you, what, what? Yeah, it's great, but it's nothing on deep dish, in my opinion. Nothing on deep dish? Yeah, I do be liking cheese, yeah. Why are you looking at a Chicagoan as if you're judging me for my opinion on pizza? You're not even really a Chicagoan. You're a suburban. I don't care. You're from Maryland. All, we live like an hour from What do from you Wisconsin. know about pizza? Nothing. What do I know about pizza? Nothing. You literally live in, lived in Maryland your whole life. Oh, we don't have pizza in Maryland? We don't have feelings in Maryland? Like bad pizza. Yeah. All right, bro. Are you dead ass right now? <laughs> I'm dead ass. Wow. Your mozzi sticks are pretty good. Like your mozzarella sticks. Are I made mozzarella and sticks crab- one time and, and I your- winged it. No, I meant like in Maryland. And your crab cakes your are delicious. Your mozzarella sticks around here are shit considering listen, we listen. live near Wisconsin. That's crazy. It's like saying, it's like me saying, listen, when you when you are trying to give your opinion on pizza, all I hear, like imagine me trying to give my opinion on crab cakes. It's not the same. It's the same. Okay, we're going to get a crab around here. Please explain to me that. I don't. Uh, I admit I don't know much about crab because I'm a Chicagoan. I know about pizza and hot dogs. Why do you know about pizza? What's and so does Obama. Oh know? my god! <laughs> okay, look, girl, we're fighting. <clears throat> we're, we're fighting. Look, 
they're trying. Okay, look, I'm uh, oof. the Heritage Foundation uh, unearthed some secrets about the unemployment rates. So Biden continues <laughs> to go on to Twitter and lie about unemployment rates. He touts unemployment rates, and the left continues to tout them with him. Unempl- oh, he created so many jobs. And unemployment is so far down. So Heritage Foundation uncovered the fact that unemployment rates. And just stop yelling because the other microphone will pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Unem- sorry about that, by the way. The yeah, last oh, yes. episode oh, yeah. was if little. You to the last episode, episode, the sound was a little shoddy. Shout out to executive producer Daniel. He did his best, but it was our microphones. I'll blame, I'll blame the microphones. Daniel does great work. Um, so unemployment rates. What are you guys talking about over there? What's the side conversation? Our technical advisor texted the both of us and said, "Hating brick oven pizza is worse than being a rapist." Hashtag fat. You're basically a statutory piece of racism. <laughs> I never. Sorry. Just really. Quick, first of all, I never said it. Hate what, it. What do you mean you don't like brick oven pizza? Well, you can taste the like the burn a little bit on the crust. The crust isn't the best. Okay. Anyway, move the f- along. I've taken you to the mellow mushroom. Okay. You and it was like good. It? Yeah, it was good. But you would prefer what? I have. You would prefer your cheesy casserole instead. You are really off- offensive. So, you know, I am triggered and you should probably look. change the subject before shit goes down. All right. Look, I just need to add this in real quick because it, I found it interesting. <laughs> the Heritage Foundation found that they were not only, okay, we knew they were bullshitting <laughs> their unemployment rates. P- the unemployment rate only refers to people that are actively seeking work. So if you are on and if you're, if you're homeless, that doesn't count as unemployment. If you are living on welfare, it doesn't count as unemployment. It's only people that are, you are classified as retired if you are homeless or living on like disability or, um, really any sort of like social benefits. You're classified as retired. You're not under the umbrella of unemployed. Yikes. It only applies to people that are actively seeking work. So they did the real numbers. And right now we should, we have probably around 5.9 or 6% unemployment and it's rising. Wow. So all the others that just aren't seeking work, aren't even being counted, aren't even added to that percentage. So we don't even know. See, <coughs> see, here's my thing. This, this also comes back to statistics, right? Why I think statistics are shit. Okay. It's because if you don't ask the question, how are the variables defined? How do you define the variables? Right. So right now the variable is unemployment, right? The unemployment rate. Sure. So the way they defined it completely changes the statistic. It changes the percentage. It's not real, but people will read that and just be like, oh, what would what would common sense tell you when you read an unemployment rate? What would your definition be? Like as as, as an average, you know people that are not working. Yeah, people that aren't working. Right. People that don't have a job. So the layman, yes. Yes. So they read that and that's all, that's what they assume because they never ask the question, how is this variable de- right. defined? So, and that's how they manipulate statistics. Right. And Joe Biden's like, we have such a low unemployment rate. Oh yeah, we're so great. Because they don't count like on, the majority man. of it. The majority of it. Yeah, I know. So um, full disclosure, I would not count as somebody who was unemployed because I'm not actively seek- excuse me, seeking work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. And and that goes for a lot of people. Look, uh so we're family friends with a couple of restaurant owners who mm-hmm. own chain restaurants mm-hmm. and whatnot. They literally were like, We will 
do like please we need to hire oh, we, like, like, we uh, need staff cooks the, and like two chefs just are, the, they're their pay is through the roof right now no, because they can't find anybody no and the turnover is um like massive i would hate to run a restaurant right now oh my gosh although i would because i make the best tacos on planet. oh in he the Midwest, does at least he does I've, I've been making a list so everybody that has ever tried his tacos says the same exact thing without being told this they would say this is the best taco I've ever had in my, my entire life. It's, it's literally true that unsolicited, everybody that has ever tried one of my steak yep. tacos has said this is the best steak taco yep. I've ever had in my life. And I've, I have an ongoing list of so I'm like, you know, um, your boy needs to make like a, you know, a taco restaurant. I need to, I need to double back. I had to double back because I had so much written down for this. Go ahead, go, go, go. I need to go back to the, to the, go, 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 go. To, the to the Q community. Oh, QAnon. No, 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 no. The queer community. Oh, right. no. The pedo creepy groomer community. <laughs> Um, first of all, we have Christians and Muslim parents locking arms in lockstep, revolting mm-hmm. and protesting against this agenda. Mm-hmm. When you have the two dominant religions of the world telling you that what you're doing is immoral and incorrect, you're probably doing something that's probably a little bit shady, right? Muslims and Christians uniting against a movement. Wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if the what they were trying to use to divide us ended up uniting us? Wouldn't that be fantastic? That would be beautiful. That's number one. And the other thing is, so you get these like street preachers, right? We got one here in uh in our in our area. Yeah, but they never do it right. Well, that's fine. It's neither here nor there. Street preachers, people trying to preach the holy gospel at these leftist movements where the devil is running rampant, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they always respond by acting like savages? They like bark at them and like scream at them. They literally act like they're possessed. Yeah. There's got to be something behind that, right? Like you see the, I mean, it's not like an isolated incident, right? Yeah. It's like there are hundreds of videos of these leftists, especially women, right? Mm-hmm. Because women are more easily emotionally manipulated than men. Shout out. Shout out. Me. <laughs> Yo, people went viral dogging me on TikTok for that video. And I felt <laughs> so bad because I, I'm the one that told, <laughs> it was me. Well, the thing is, I didn't even it see was it because they were tagged, so the, the video that really went viral had like 2 million views or whatever. Tagged my account that I was locked out of, so I never even saw it. Yeah, well, until you know. you sent it to me. But anyway. It was. But why? Why my, do they always thing. act like complete animals and literally bark and scream and act insane? towards the Christians that are in the group. So obviously there are a lot of things that could be said about that. But the first thing, interestingly, that came to my mind is COVID. Um, During COVID, when they showed, so you know how toilet paper was like the number one item? That and produce apparently. (laughs) Well, do you know why? Toilet paper is like the number one item, in toilet my opinion. Paper. Y'all were sleeping on napkins. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life for like a month. Uh, yeah, yeah. Na- oh, gosh. Yeah. See, because you were sleeping on it. You weren't, yeah, because I didn't you weren't, know. You look, was a sleeper still. Dude. Uh, you posted that black square during BLM. Alone, literally, my entire family had just died. I didn't know what was going on. I was all alone in the world. And like the stores just got ravaged. And I'm like... Oh, you need a mask and like this deadly virus and like there's no food at the grocery store. And I'm just like, what is happening? That's crazy. And I, I thinking about when I try to put myself in your, in your, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in that ride. shoes. 2020 those was shoes, insane. Those shoes are hot on fire because it just continue. Yeah, I can't. Anyway, um, 
the reason why I brought that up is because um, the second that the media portrayed a, um, a massive altercation in like a Walmart or like a Target or whatever, there was these people fighting over toilet paper. And they blasted <laughs> yeah. it. They what, blasted gotta, it. What color were they? Well, gotta ask you. I don't remember, to be honest with you. I don't remember, to be honest with you. Was it a Walmart? <laughs> and I, I don't remember. All I know is that the second I saw that is when I, I literally was like, the media is manipulating us. They're using utilizing manipulation. And I, I told my parents, I was like, just so you know, you're not going to be able to find toilet paper or paper towel or anything like that for a long while. Dude, it was crazy. Well... Thank the God reason I why I brought that up, the reason why I brought that up is because it's a manipulation tactic, making it seem as though this was happening everywhere. Even if it wasn't, even if it was a town that nobody like first, the, the first thought is toilet paper. Like, how am I going to wipe my ass for the next two weeks? Because it was just a two week lockdown, right? But the second the media portrayed that, everybody, all of a sudden the hot item was toilet paper, right? Right. That's a form of manipulation that that the media used to make like a that that desert of and that fight over toilet paper. So the reason why I bring that up is because when you ask about like the barking, I believe that the first time that it happened, right, it was blasted everywhere. It was shown everywhere to all the leftists, and they don't kind of they don't they don't look at it. They don't look at it as though like they're possessed and it's the debauchery. They look at it as though we cannot be reasoned with. So just bark at us and it's funny. They laugh at it. Well, they, they find think it it's funny. Confounding. They think, yeah, I, I understand that there is there is that aspect of it. But it was blasted everywhere. And sorry, like uh, I'm not going to die on this hill. But that was the first thought that came to my mind. That's fine. And I'm just going to go with it because you know. But, well, now we know for the future: a that leftists are actual animals and apes, and b always have at least two weeks worth of toilet paper ready to go. Yeah, damn right. Um, <clears throat> so we gotta talk. We gotta talk about it. We have to move. We, okay, let's. And I'm sorry. We're forty something minutes in. Let's get to the submarine. Oh gosh. So okay, it's not a submarine. I've been corrected a million times. It's not a submarine. It's a submersible. And it was hodgepodge together. Somebody's buddy who knew how to weld <laughs> put this thing together. It was hold- a Logitech controller, not an Xbox controller or a Nintendo controller. It was some sort of controller. Look, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not, that's not a here nor there. This thing went down to explore the Titanic wreckage. Evidently, it imploded very quickly, probably. It probably superheated right before that. And it was probably pretty miserable for about 10 seconds on that thing, right? Probably very scary, too. But everybody most likely died basically instantly. I mean, within a few seconds, everybody was doing fine to completely dead. Right, exactly. I find it very interesting that uh, Stu Peters, do you know Stu Peters? Yes. So he's kind of radical. He's just too out there. There's too many people like him. Well, he's just, just too, like uh, he's just eye roll. Forward. Like you got to be a little more articulate with your. If you, anyway, he doesn't. He he does not have a universal language. When people don't have right. a universal language, I'm just like you're annoying and like the guy. You're, but you're, it's like you're, you're doing it. It's almost like for clicks. But I, I do like the guy. Anyway, he brought up a very interesting point, which I don't necessarily buy into, but it was an interesting point. He said, "Are they trying to keep people from exploring the wreckage?" Because now we have pretty wild technology, right? We have pretty crazy technology. We can certainly dive down to the, to the, to the, to the Titanic. 
<laughs> to the Titanic and explore this ship and see what exactly happened. So somebody gets down there and sees that there isn't some big jagged carve down the side of this thing. The jig's up. Because there was a grand conspiracy for those that might not know. Was it uh, um, John J- John Jacob Alabaster? A couple other people, the Carnegies. Some, I, hmm. There were some bigwigs. Rockefeller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, not yeah. the Rockefeller. No, no. I thought you were going and somewhere else. the conspiracy else. is that they sang this thing on purpose because these were the people that opposed the forming of the Federal, Federal Reserve. Reserve. Now, that's not that's neither been proven nor disproven. Okay? They say somewhere indifferent to the Federal Reserve. One of the guys but, actually was on board with the Federal Reserve. We don't know. Another okay, huge coincidence, 9-11. Whatever. But the point is, I find it. I, I just think it's an interesting conspiracy because we here we talk about American culture, corruption, and conspiracy. And I think Stu Peters brought up a very good point. Are they trying to keep people from ever going back down to the Titanic? Is it a moot point at this point? Does anybody have any reason to go down to the Titanic? And after this debacle, why would anybody ever do it again? I guess that's about it. We can move on. Something I just want to really quickly touch on. No, no. Is, We're moving is on. the culture surrounding um, the response, the public response? Oh, the memes. Oh, your your response. First of all, I'm gonna whatever the bus last week she's like look i only have so many feelings to feel about for people i don't care yeah when you're in this line of work imagine getting all sense sensitive about every single horrific tragedy look if you're in the business you you would be in the wrong you would be in the wrong line of work if you had to feel the full extent of emotion towards every single tragedy you would be dead you would die that's true you can't pay attention to the news cycle and be emotional yeah you can't you can't unless you're a democrat (laughs) seriously um so but the point being you can't be in the business of deep sea diving in homemade hodgepodge lowe's home improvement fabricated submersibles and people to be like outraged that you like your homemade submarine imploded um, Meh. pretty wild, we'll, we'll but un- at any rate, it's tragic. We don't like to see that happen. It's human death. And look, it was probably pretty scary for about 10 seconds. And our hearts go out to the families of these people. I mean, they're, you know, I, one thing I will always appreciate as a practice in an industry and in a profession or whatever, a passion, if you will, is exploration. The, the wonder, the, the want to know the truth, right? Yeah. And these were people that wanted to see. What happened? They were exploring. Yeah. And those people are few and far between. There aren't many people like that willing to go to the depth well, of you the Well, you know what I find interesting? The fact that it cost $250,000 per person to go down there, right? Is that there are not uh, more submarine options, like more sophisticated options to take a venture down to the Titanic for that amount of money in, in something that's secure, safe, practiced. Well, you there's got to be funding because for it. it, it who, who was really big on submarine? Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. She wanted to. Uh, uh, she wanted. She wanted, she wanted to, to like monetize children around the world. She wanted to like monetize the ocean. And uh, what, was what was her? What was her freaking uh, business that she Excuse was me. proposing? 
I, dude, when Either I way. heard the words, what, what was the word? Either way, it, 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 do you understand what I'm trying to say? Magellan. Well, you sent me a video about the, the submersible, and they said the word Magellan. And as soon as I heard Magellan, I thought about Ghislaine Maxwell. And you don't, you can't tell me why. You're supposed to be able to tell me. No. So I was actually thinking about this today as I was uh, uh, cleaning. I, 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 I'm Chase clean today. I did. I did clean. Um, I've come to a point where I used to be all day, every day, all I would do is research. And for the most part, like I still do, but I would say it's about a third as much as I used to, which is still a decent amount. A third of what I used to is still like like six hours. So what I really liked about myself back in that time period is that I always exercised my memory all the time. When I would come up across a new piece of information, depending on what subject that piece of information fit into, whether it be Pizzagate, whether it be, you know, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, whatever it may be, I always went back down my timeline in my brain of the series of events so that I could, like, Again, exercise my brain and have all of those pinpoints, all of those data pieces at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking today, I was like, wow, I don't really have that skill anymore. I don't, if I think of a certain subject, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It's because you're overloaded. The the human mind only has room for so much. It's so massively overloaded. I've been telling you to watch this movie. It's called, uh, uh, it's called Dreamcatcher. And it's, I think it's, it's a weird movie. It's like an off-brand movie. But it's about, it's like this group of friends and they're accessing their friend's mind and they're like going into like the different memory banks about like, like, I don't even remember what it was about, honestly. I would rewatch it. But it was very interesting to see like the, the compartmentalization of the human memory and psyche and the mind, the way it works. Yeah. Um, how many fingers am I holding up? Three. How many fingers were I just holding up? Three. Wow, very good. What's on the shelf behind you? The Constitution, a book no, no, about no, no. Indians. Above the fireplace. Oh, where we go one, we go all. What else? A statue. A tiny little statue of, uh, like, the Liberty. The Lady Liberty. Aha! Two statues. Yeah, I thought, I. well, I'm thinking one's about what's in Uncle, my screen. It's obviously Uncle Sam and Lady, Lady, Lady Liberty. Yeah. Um, Not bad. But... Okay, so I guess we should move on to um, what we got big pharma. Oh, did you see this article? Did you see this article about, oh, 16.5 million Americans are at risk of a stroke from over-exercising? Really? Yes. Oh, my God. It made headline, every headline. Some study. Oh, my gosh. Let's Google it, Google it real quick. I'll show you the studies. How many? 16.5 million Americans stroke. I'll Google that. And look, Daily Mail, Earth.com, New York Post, NY Breaking, Twitter, AHA Journals, the AHAJournals.org, like literal journals posting this stuff. Not from uh, maybe uh, the vaccine you just got that uh, manipulated your heart valves. It's from over-exercising, why you might be uh, susceptible to stroke right now. Now, shout out, your boy's been exercising lately. I'm getting kind of beefy. Chase has been noticing. She's into it. And I am not at risk for a stroke. You know why? Why is that? 
because back to our conversation about unemployment rates, your boy was never required by any employer to get a vaccination. So yeah. my heart my heart goes out to people who had to pay a mortgage and had to make a hard choice back there. But right now they're selling you bullshit saying 16.5 that would be uh, about 5% 5% of the population is at risk of a stroke from over exercising <laughs> because of blood clots in the uh what are, the, what are these called right here? The uh Carotid, Carotid arteries. arteries. That's it, yeah. That's what they're saying. What do you have to say about this? I would love you to... You're the study girl. You're the person that knows how to read... Uh, peer review journals. Peer review journals. I do. And I know how to judge them. But anyway, I, this that's, is, look, that's, this my, that's, my, that's my favorite weapon, is being able to judge peer review journal articles because so many people think they're smart because they publish a journal. And yet, when you go to their no, uh, so limitations... Many people, so many people think they're smart because they cite a journal. True. But they don't know. They don't know how to. They don't know how right, to understand it. Not knowing it. that the study itself was bullshit. They don't know. No, that not even that. They just don't know how to understand it. They don't know how to critique it. Want to know why? Because nobody raises their fucking hand anymore in classrooms and 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 challenges the professor. Anyway, um, you see the headline. I do see it, but I listen. For some, it's weird that you bring it up right now because I'm on this weird journey mentally that I'm not going to bring really publicly yet. But for some reason, my mind is bringing me back to trying to understand our bodies. You know, you have your mind, your body, your soul, right? Mind, and, body, and soul. And on that note, I just look, I'm sorry. I don't mean to objectify you. You just look really hot right now. Thanks, baby. Continue. I try my best. <laughs> I grew everything myself. Anyway, um, I meant my hair, you know, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, stuff like that. <laughs> But, um, so I believe that our understanding of exercise, nutrition, all of that is far more complex and individualized than, uh, than we have previously or currently believed it to be. Um, I've been really paying attention to my body, the body of, you know, my friends when they complain and stuff. And it's really kind of hard to recognize a pattern. Um, I, w- I won't go too much into it, but I believe, you know, your mind, body, and soul are all, they all have an influence on one another. I'm telling you, I eat when I'm hungry and, and. Oh, so, okay. So Chase has this theory and it might be true. I don't know. I think it is. You have a theory that men are on a 24 hour cycle and that no, women okay. are on a 30 That's day cycle. totally different from what I thought they were going to talk about go ahead what was i gonna say what did you think i was gonna say <laughs> i thought you were gonna so i thought you were gonna talk about how well there was a there was a point in my life where i was very obsessed with nutrition obsessed with exercise i'd work out four hours a day two hours in the morning two hours in the evening yeah i would eat perfectly every three hours my timer would go no, off you were, not, you were you were malnourished but go continue. no that's not that's wrong time wrong time period it's so when I was working out four hours a day and when I, every three hours, my alarm would go off to eat, you know, to, to, to feed my metabolism. Right. Mm-hmm. And it would be like the perfect amount of food. It would be breakfast, perfect. like healthy, like, you know, uh, whatever. I won't go into what I was eating, but every three hours and I would get up to like 1400 calories, 1200 to 1400 calories, which is bare, mu- uh, bare minimum 
um, if you're not working out for a woman, supposedly, according to the textbooks. And uh, I was doing that. And I'm telling you, the problem was, was my relationship with food. The way I thought about food, how I'd wake up and uh, I, the, for my, th- my first the food theory, I'm telling you about my relationship, your relationship with food, in my opinion, is like, I think that's onto something. I'm not saying it's cracking the code, but I think it's onto something. So if you love food. Yeah. We had this discussion. I told you, you probably, you have a thought about food. You'll ask me morning or midday. What do you want for dinner? That indicates to me that you ha- you're you thinking about food. And I know that you cook and you enjoy cooking and stuff like it that. It also takes preparation. And it takes preparation and stuff like, like I that. I need to go to the store. But you, ha- you are having a thought about food, right? I don't have those anymore. But when I was doing that, the four hours a day working out in the perfect time of food, I, did, I was, quote unquote, thicker than I am right now. And I'm, I'm not just talking... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Wait, how did we get to this? Shout how, out, what, Casey. What, what? Uh, okay. Well, we were talking about oh, oh, exercising and strokes and stuff. Yes. So I'm saying, I like, I think there's something deeper that we're not picking up on in our relation to our mind and its relation to our body. It's not, it's not even, I mean, that's a, a second thought. The point is, Americans mostly eat, just eat poison and shit and McDonald's sweet teas. And we, even our bread is poisoned and we overeat and people take, Ah. Americans take protein supplements. You know what the standard Western diet consists of as far as a protein intake? Speaking of which. The American what What just got, uh, our food here is crap. It's terrible. Horrific. It really is. And I know how corrupt the FDA is and stuff like that. I know how they change the definition. That's why it's so important to know the definition of things. They constantly change the definition of our food labels and whatnot. But what just got recently passed, approved, thumbs up. What? From like, you know, the Department of Agriculture. What? Lab grown meat. Oh, lab grown meat. meat. Right. Okay. I haven't looked. No, okay. I haven't looked into this. Have you? Yeah. You have looked into it? Absolutely. Tell me about it. So you have Billy Gates, our favorite Billy Gates over here, and he's um, always been advoca- advocating for that synthetic meat, saying that cow yes. farts are causing oh, our CO2, it's climate change, Gates, blah, 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 blah. He's buying up all the farmland, right? All the, like, literally years and years into into preparation of whatever the F that they're trying to roll out. And finally, <sighs> two companies, Upside <clears throat> Food and Good Meat, got their thumbs up to start producing lab-grown meat chicken. Chicken lab-grown meat from animal cells. That sounds so delicious. Yeah, can't wait. Yum. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that, to me, is a progression in that topic, well, that, so that what, food... Food and and water topic, right? Okay, so I mean, do you know anything about like why the lab grown meat is not good compared to like some uh, chickens in your backyard? Uh, no, I cannot tell you that. I cannot tell you any. I'm not. I'm not a scientist. I'm not. I'm not looking at. No, the you stuff are a scientist. You know what a scientist is by definition? Chase. Let's see. You know what a scientist is by definition? A person. Who is studying or has an expert knowledge of one or more of the natural or physical sciences. Okay. Well, right now, so you know how when cigarettes 
first came into fruition and so many doctors were saying, oh, it's good for your health. It's good for you. They were smoking in commercials and stuff like that. We're at that point right now with lab grown meat. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, it ain't looking too good because they see the same. They see the same. Bill Bill Gates bitch tits meat is probably not a good thing. Obviously not considering he's advocating, advocated for, you know, um, the, reduction of cows who has major stakes in the medical industry yes he's the one it's not even major stakes it's major influence right right, right. it's him oh and it's like directing with money he uses money to direct the direction of of where this where science goes what they study what they produce how old is bill gates when's this guy just gonna drop dead i'm pretty sure he already did and he's a clone just kidding jk I don't know. Okay, Have you seen old pics of him and Melinda? <laughs> it's strange. 85, 95, 05, 15, He's not 25. old enough. Wow. So in two years, he'll be 70. Sigh. That's not old enough. <laughs> not old enough. He's probably going to live to like 95, a piece of crap. Anyway, um, look, um, the pharmaceutical companies dictate the uh, pharmaceutical... What's the word? The education? Yeah, what you learn. Curriculum. Yeah, the curriculum. Companies dictate the curriculum. That's kind of a problem, right? And Bill Gates is behind a lot of that. It used to be the Rock or the Rockefellers. Now it's the Gateses. Um, They're saying that you're going to have a stroke from over-exercising, not from the mRNA vaccine they just gave you that definitely fucks up your heart. Uh, Pay no attention to that. We'll dive into that whole 24-hour and 30-day cycle another time. Yeah. Um, Bear with us. Um, So so I don't know if Ben and I are just very judgmental of our podcasting, by the way, but we're just like, damn, we took that, what, two, three-month break, and we're just like, we were on a roll, and now we're just trying to figure it back out, trying to get its groove, groove of things. So guess what? If you're still listening and you're here and you're here with us, you are day one. No, our listening and we is strong. It. Look, we our, our our listeners they love us and I love them. Look, we wouldn't be doing it without them. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have have, have bought a four hundred dollar microphone. Okay. Damn. I know it's crazy, right? So he got money. Shout out to the listeners. We love you guys. Um, and you really do keep the world going, and you keep you keep my blood flowing. But we got to talk about Russia. Russia. Yeah, what do you know about that? So, That's not strange. much, but listen, there's this thing called the Wagner Group. Executive, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, technical advisor, did you see any of this? The Wagner, okay. So, uh, it, <laughs> yo, this is insane, right? Apparently, a Russian mercenary group, an anti-Russian uh, 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 incendiary like mercenary group, treasonous, right? forms has been formed in russia called the wagner group they're making their way they they uh, establish their presence and they start making their way they take military grounds establish their dominance on like military fronts and start making their way towards moscow they turn around i don't remember how far it was but they're going towards moscow and they they suddenly stop now I don't know why, probably because they didn't have the the actual power, or maybe because this is all just a psyop. But the Wagner group decides not to not to continue towards Moscow. They turn around, they say we're done. And this was in the news for like eighteen hours and it was done, right? Mm-hmm. This is insane. 
So Putin gives a speech, and then they say it's the first public speech he's made, but really it's the first speech that they've showed to the American people Seriously. that he's made. These cocksuckers. Unbelievable. So Putin he says that the neo-Nazis in Kiev and their Western masters, what did I write? What's my chicken scratch here? Their Western masters and various national traitors, they wanted Russians to kill each other. So that's this whole thing is that there was this there's in, this uh, movement within Russia that was like on board with Ukraine. Like e- the whole thing is the Western narrative, which is complete bullshit, is that, oh, even even Russia is at ties with itself. Like even Russians are revolting against Putin, this dictator. Right. And that's the whole thing. They want you to think that ha- like Russia is split right now, like half of Russia sides with Ukraine and NATO and half of Russia is like. Putin, which is complete bullshit. All of Russia is Putin. And, they, and not to mention, Russia is doing fantastic, by the way. The value of their, what is it, the ruble or whatever. You might know about this, Mr. Macroeconomics. The value of the Russian dollar, per se, has skyrocketed since this war started. Did you, you I think you sent me this video of Tara Reid. Yeah. Tara Reid fled, by the way, Biden allegedly sexually assaulted this woman. Fled to, fled to Russia. She's filming inside a Russian grocery store. This place looks like a Whole Foods that was just freshly stocked. Completely beautiful, fresh produce. Putin pays citizens to grow non-GMO items. Yeah, no They've GMOs. They banned GMO from the country. There are videos coming out of Russia. You know, just people all dressed up to the nines, singing and dancing. Russia just looks like a fantastic time. By the way, the same type of videos are coming out of Ukraine right now nightclubs are popping off like god only knows what's actually going on between russia and ukraine right now but the point is this whole widener group thing is completely strange given that uh putin gave his first public appearance but if there's one thing that we know for sure so something we absolutely know that putin is telling the truth about and that the western media is lying about is that Ukraine is chocked full of literal Nazis yeah. and descendants of Nazis. Yeah. Now, there are countless videos. And I don't mean like a few, five or six. I don't mean a dozens. I mean literally hundreds of videos of Ukrainians giving the Nazi salute, waving the SS flag, the Nazi flag. Just completely insane. How many Nazis are within the Ukrainian resistance against russia right your government american people your federal government right now is funding a nazi movement a nazi globalist movement against the last standing individual nationalist nation on the planet (laughs) and you are calling american constitutionalists the nazis that's how easily brainwashed these people are by the television that's why i said in the beginning of this podcast i find it so interesting how profound the message is from the TV and the effect it has on the American people. And I guess that's that's my rant about Russia and Ukraine right now. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's insane. And you know it it it's a very it's very easily 
it's very easy to tell that the media does not give a crap about telling the truth, that the United States government does not give a crap about telling the truth, because what should have been a huge piece of information during this entire Ukraine and Russian war is when Putin speaks, we should know what he's saying. But we don't. For sure. You would think. We don't. But I, and I, I, mean, I kept saying that at he, the beginning I mean, of the, he, he gave the like beginning a speech at the beginning as of this I war. I was like, "What is Vladimir Putin right, saying? What is he saying? You know what is he saying?" Weird? They never. Zelensky was a superstar. Now, yeah, his green you, shirt and, and tactical pants. When's the last time you saw him? He was he was giving away Grammys. He was a you know he was meeting with uh, Zoolander. Now, when's the last time you saw him on television? But now they're putting Putin on t- TV. And I, it was like, I, I think, to my knowledge, it was a four-minute speech. And he's talking about these people are neo-Nazis in Kiev. They're being controlled by Western influence. And they wanted Ukraine, They wanted Russians divided. And he's 100% right. Yeah, so, so, There's nothing incorrect about that statement, period. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting... So, war. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know some some veterans and, and, you know, soldiers. But just the way they talk about it, war is com- completely changed, right? The tactics of war. So often people are, everybody always thinks that they could do everything. Like, oh, I could be an army general. I could do all these things. But there is a very deep strategy to it. So when you, you made a, recently we talked to somebody in California and you made a TikTok video about it, about how he was talking about how it's important for if we want to do something beneficial as right-wingers is to find a subject and promote it, a subject that divides Divide the leftists. Right. Don't divide it. Don't divide the leftists. Don't divide just the sides that you're wrong. Right. Divide so, the side that you're against. So, yes. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, just to elaborate in, in 20 seconds. Yeah, go ahead. He was talking about dividing, find, push, don't just push issues that divide d- Democrats and Republicans. Push issues that divide just Democrats. Number one being packing the Supreme Court was a prime example. The LGBTQ community and the curriculum in schools is a great example. These issues Democrats do not uh, agree on. Progressives and your classical liberals do not agree on these issues. Mm -hmm. Push those issues. Don't push abortion. Don't push gun laws. Don't push stuff like that. Push the things that will divide just them, not Mm -hmm. all of us. Yes. And you wonder why those things are so underplayed and they're not really like forefront in the argument, you know, all the LGBTQ rights and stuff like that are forefronted, but they're, they never, you'll never see Joe Biden reading gender queer to a group of, uh, of, uh, middle schoolers for that matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to happen because then you would alert that half of the democratic party, the leftist party of, Hey, this is what the right wingers like, are trying to ban. Uh, They'd be like, "What the hell? I'm I did not mean to support that. This is awkward right. now, and exactly. I feel like a pedophile." Mm-hmm. But so when you when you put that strategy onto war, that's kind of what it's it. It almost feels like we're like in The Sims, and we're just like pawns. If they want to divide the Russians, mm, launch uh, you know, strategy B. Strategy C, whatever, launch it. Again, it was in the now. News, there's like was, a revolution. I was trying to see if it would like catch. Like it was in the news cycle for literally like mm. a half of a day. Okay, so this is why I want to inform the public about 
uh, manipulation tactics. So if this is something that wants to be done in the future, right? Say they want us all to believe that. They had to give us a little bit of a taste. Now it's implanted in the subconscious of a lot of people. Not ours. It's in our conscious mind because we pay attention to this shit. But in the, in, in the average American or somebody that even comes across politics even just a little bit, it's implanted in their subconscious that there's some sort of revolution going on in, in Russia. So when the time is that, right, that there's turmoil within the Russian yes. people. Yes. So when the time and, and they've been doing that they for a long planted time, the seed, they, they planted the seed a long time ago. Think about it. When the, when the war began, they were showing here in the United States, Oh, all these Russians trying to flee to like Poland and stuff like that because they don't, they don't want to, they don't agree with Putin. He's a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, yeah. See, because Putin's that, the one banning Christianity and, and making sure that the only media is state media in his own country. See, that was the seed. Okay. That was the seed. So this is a second seed. I can't believe. This is is the seed sprouting. And it was only very quickly, right? Quick. Sure. So this is how, as somebody who just loves psychology and manipulation, just because I want to be able, I, I wish no one would could ever be manipulated and if you if you knew manipulation tactics like the back of your hand you would be way less likely to fall victim to Maybe man- manipulation could be tactics manipulated, i wouldn't be here that's facts actually just kidding uh, <laughs> i had a plan and here you are. wouldn't be here <laughs> i had a plan and here you guys are <laughs> he or she you never know technical advisor could be a he or she, she they or both they them or neither jersey <laughs> Um, so I'm wondering if further down the line with this Russian Ukrainian war, is that a tactic that they're going to use is, is the splitting of Russia. So that's definitely something to keep your eyes out for. I didn't even think about that. The splitting of Russia. That's what I was getting at for the past, like hour. Just kidding. So Russia (laughs) is huge. Russia is, I mean, obviously the biggest country in the world, uh, you know, landmass wise, landmass wise, for sure. Um, I mean, most of the land is useless. It's, you know, Siberia. Yep. Um, it's not fertile land. Probably got saber-toothed tigers but, out there. Um, that's an interesting theory, and we'll keep an eye on that. But you know, they've they've already conditioned the public. It's not even an interesting theory. It's it's happened. Why do you think I know about this theory? Well, it's an interesting... Because I've watched it happen. It's an interesting card to play in this, you know, stage of events that's happening. Not even. It's effective. It Why do you think people went to protest... About BLM. You should have called me out for using interesting as a non-word. You did it like twice already. I've, I've, I've pinpoint, I will tell you every single time. You've done it like two times. Next time I do it, I'm going to stab myself in the eye. Which eye? Both. Good. So I don't have to look at your ass anymore. Good. Um, so that's Kiev and Russia and Putin who... Um, Technical look, advisors. I don't care. No, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. If, we're ta- if America was to take sides in this war, I take Putin's side. I don't give up. Flying F what anybody thinks. Putin is the last standing nationalist in this world. He is the last standing force against the new world order. And I support him in that. That's what we're up against. I don't care what his policies are. He is like he can run his country the way he wants to. And that's his business. That's Russia's business. That's the Russian people's business. So so you made a video about this, except you used Indiana Jones and a F-150 for your analogy. My Ford F-150. I'm going to use my own analogy. Go right ahead. Because even though he, you said, like, that doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense to me. So here's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And actually, I'll relate it to Terminator after this. Hang on. Shout out. So Chase watched Terminator guy, 1 and 2 in the I past did. two weeks. I did. So she is, she started the, the uh, canon of she can speak now speak authoritatively on I am AI. cultured. You've also seen Ex Machina. Yeah. The last one you have to watch, I believe, should be AI, which is a Steven Spielberg movie. Whatever. Okay. I'll watch it. I probably still won't be impressed. You saw, anyway. Well, you saw iRobot, right? Yeah. Crap, but you need to see it. I'm never impressed by movies. They never impressed me. Sorry. You like to catch me if you can. Because I was in love with you and I wanted to impress you. You said you liked it. You said you watched it twice. I did watch it. I did watch it twice because my brain does not remember movies. I could watch a movie and not remember it the next day. We're going to circle back to that. So I watched it twice so that I could have a conversation with you and be like, oh, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I love this girl because anyway, just kidding. (laughs) I love babes. Please. Anyway. Ruin me again. um, So... A guy and a girl walk into a bar. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Boyfriend's a dick from the get-go. He's spitting on the floor. He's being a piece of crap. He's tripping people. He's being disgusting. Checking out girls. Like, like, ratchetly. Right? So, the girlfriend goes to the bathroom. The girlfriend... What does checking out girls ratchetly look like? Just like... (laughs) (laughs) That was the worst case scenario and you went for it. Okay, go ahead. Like that. Okay, please. <laughs> girlfriend goes to the bathroom. The girlfriend is the leftist. Okay. The guy, the boyfriend, slips a roofie into his girlfriend's drink. Okay. Okay. The right winger, me, is like, oh my gosh, this asshole who is disrupting the entire vibe of the bar. We're all having a good old time. Jolly old time until this asshole walks in, right? I just watch him roofie his girlfriend. I'm like, oh my god! I go up to him. I'm like, hey, you got a problem? Like, I'm gonna, like, what the? What's wrong with you, psycho, sicko? His girlfriend walks out, sees that I'm having beef with her boyfriend. I'm about to pound on him. I, I, I throw a punch at him, right? Okay. She, the leftist, jumps on my back. Don't touch my boyfriend. Ba ba ba. Pulling your hair. Pulling what? my hair. I'm like, no, wait, stop. Like, stop. I'm trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. She don't She she don't hear anything. She sees red. That's it. She only sees red. She's like, I'm going to beat your ass. Right? She's just pounding on me as I'm trying to pound on the boyfriend. Because he's a psycho. Yeah. I'm the right winger. She's the leftist. Her boyfriend's the fucking government. I'm just trying to get rid of the problem. And she's on my back. Bah, 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 beating on me. Yeah, because she doesn't see the problem. Beating on me. When I'm the one that's trying to help her. She doesn't understand what's happening. Help all of us. Everybody wants this douchebag out of the bar, right? That's my analogy. That's not a bad analogy. I thought thought it was a good one. Decent. I'll give give it a decent rating. (sighs) All right. We have to talk about Hunter Biden. So oh, yes. the Hunter Biden allegations continue. And not that there's anything new breaking about Hunter Biden. We know this man has, okay, this man admitted he pled guilty. What? But guess what now? We've been talking about Hunter Biden. So if you've been following us before we had to delete our entire podcast, we've been talking about Hunter Biden for a long our ass first time. Doubles tic- our first couple's TikTok was about Hunter Biden. Yeah, it was. Our only Hunter's tic- uh, couple's TikTok was about Hunter Biden. That's your fault. Anyway. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> Technical advisor can make me a So many different <laughs> things have been happening about Hunter Biden since the, the beginning of it. I was like, oh, yeah, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. They were like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. But what's on it is Russian disinformation, blah, blah, blah. They kept changing the story yeah. 500 million times, right? So now we're at the point where you pled guilty on like two tax right the thing that they say was russian disinformation a couple years ago now they're now he's pleading guilty to yeah okay but it was russian disinformation but only right? three counts right. which is oh wait 50, 50 ex, but guess uh, intelligence what officers. guess what just happened what joe biden lowered up so so <laughs> it's just crazy right you cannot believe that we the, are the, at the point we are witnessing the corruption being told i was told to my face that it was a conspiracy theorist. So that the, this was all bullshit. And now we are at the point in time where Hunt, where Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is lawyered up. Let's go. So they won all. Let's go. They won all eyes on Trump. But the fact of the matter is that Joe Biden and his son are being investigated currently for taking on millions of bribes as sort of a pay-to-play scheme, right? So Biden was the what well, Biden was the vice president. His son was like soliciting his time. He was like getting uh, executives to say, "Look, we want to meet with your vice president father. How much is that going to cost?" Well, for example, it's going to cost you uh, a, a board member seat and however many dollars a month, right? And this was happening. Like Joe Biden was meeting with these people. This is like documented. They have the evidence. The view, right? Oh, the view. I cannot believe that miserable middle-aged single home w- women watch this stuff. But you got to be uh, the lowest common denominator to be sitting home at what is it coming on one o'clock in the afternoon or something? I don't even yeah. know to be watching this stuff. You are a shameful person. You should be ashamed of your lifestyle <laughs> if you watch this. You are pathetic if you watch the view. Pathetic, right? Like, get, like find something better to do with your life. You're a loser if you watch The View. Loser. <laughs> Outside of, like, uh, research purposes. Anyway, mm-hmm. they have one of their hosts named Anna Navarro. She said on The View today that the main takeaway from the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Don't piss me off. Is a father's love. Oh, yo, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I swear. I swear right now. Look, she said, and I quote, Joe will never give up on his son and that she will always and that he will never treat him less, lesser than. (laughs) They said this on The View on national television earlier today. Anna Navarro. Um, So Jean Jean Corrine or Corrine Jean Pierre. Who, good grief. She's terrible. But uh, she's worse than the last one. What the hell was her name? Some redhead. Yeah, I, terrible. I hated her face. But Corrine Jean-Pierre is getting bum-rushed. I mean bombarded. I think this was two days ago. This was uh, June 23rd. Today's the 26th. Three days ago. So, Friday. So, during that interview, he was she was questioned by no less than five different reporters about what was going on with Hunter Biden. And five different times, she told the people to refer to the White House counsel. She told White House, the, the White House press corps, 
to <laughs> talk to the president's lawyers if they have questions about this. <laughs> Look, the White House press secretary isn't taking questions about this. If you want answers, talk to the president's lawyers, which is completely insane for one thing. But mind you, the person that he was quoting was Hunter Biden, the then vice president's son, who was sitting next to who the guy was talking about was his father who was the guy that told that threatened the Ukrainian government to fire <laughs> the prosecutor who was looking into his son's involvement in Burisma, which is a Ukrainian energy company. Yep. And the left is just like, whoa, nobody's above the law, but he's above the law for sure. Look at that fatherly love. And yes, the, the narrative they're trying to paint is fatherly love, that he'll never give up Look on it, his son. You've seen that before, right? Completely ridiculous. What, what is this? Explain that to me. That's this Natalie. Like, who? His niece, Hunter Biden's niece. Photo of Natalie Biden with cocaine in her nose, looks like it, while she is semi-nude. Picture was taken by Hunter Biden. Creepy. Yeah. Explain that to me. Explain it. Well, Explain. I th- well another thing I think is what's even crazier than that is Ashley Biden's diary, where she questions whether or not she was molested, and she documents that she took inappropriate showers with her own father, James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas, had possession of the diary. The feds raided his the house. The FBI raided his house to take this diary back, and this is published. This is this is like like Snopes fact check. Like this is real shit. Like this is psychotic. We are living in such a psychotic. Did you hear what we're saying? Do you do well, like? Do you guys, like, I have other things to say about this, but we'll have to save it for episode twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. okay. Um, look, that's what's going on with Hunter Biden. That's what's going on with your press corps. Jean Green, Jean, not taking questions, referring the press corps to the, to the president's lawyers. Yeah. If you can even imagine such a thing, baby, my love, the world is on fire, but the American spirit burns on. You got anything you want to sign us off? (sighs) Just that, uh, as you were saying in the beginning about the American spirit, how, um, you know, it cannot be beaten down, although you were saying it negatively. So, like, how much more can we can take? How much more can we take all of it until it ends, right? However, we can take it all with every single hit that we take. We take in more information. We take in more knowledge, which knowledge is a weapon. So that's why, and I know I'm not the only one, that I appreciate my hard drive so much. Because when I was referring to my memory and how memory fades, and it's hard to store so much information readily available all the time. Hard drive. All I feel that all these negative things that are happening, it's ammunition. You're loading a bullet. You're loading a bullet. Another piece of information, another piece of evidence, you're loading a bullet. You're loading a bullet. And I'm telling you, like I said in the beginning of all of this, where I had that piece of hope, that's all I really imagine is another bullet being loaded into whatever you call it in a gun. I don't really know. I'm not gun knowledgeable. But if somebody were to be exposed to all of this information at once, perfectly pieced together in a beautiful puzzle piece in a perfect image. It's undeniable at that point. You have nothing left to say to anybody who has an any ounce of logic 
or critical thinking, any sort of comprehension, would be able to look at that perfectly pieced together puzzle and come to the correct conclusion. That's what I think is in our future. That's down the pipeline. That's light at the end of the tunnel. And you and I and a couple thousand other others are working with this. And a couple hundred or tens or hundreds of thousands of others are watching on. Watching the image being pieced together, watching, hey, what is this puzzle piecing piece, this puzzle creating? What's the image? And they're slowly being able to make it out. And we're gonna have so many people on our side that they're already on our side. And uh <laughs> I just see good things. I see good things happening because the truth is on our side, God is on our side. The good is on our side. And that's all we really need. Till then, till the next episode, we'll keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. And yeah, we uh we have every everything to lose and every and everything to gain at the same time. Um I wanna remind people to don't be so preoccupied in fighting against that which you hate. Make sure you are fighting for what you love. Fight for the good. Don't fight against the bad. And it will pay off. And God will uh, give you his glory in the long run. Um, look, things are dark. Things are not good. But the American people are strong. Our spirit is strong. And the sun shines bright on the land of our Lord. So, the best way to fight what's happening right now is knowledge. And showing people the truth. And showing people the light. And the best thing you can do is... Open people's eyes. Red pill, red pill people, show them the light. But whatever you do, in everything you do, do it for the glory of God. Do it in God's, God's glory and never, ever stop. Amen. Thanks for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. We'll see you on the next one.